Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining our series of digital asset management deep dive webinars. We will be looking into the, all aspects of digital asset management, especially as we find ourselves in the current climate. Digital asset management is a large undertaking, even when simply changing from one down system to another. It's important to construct and then implement a digital strategy. The key to developing strategy is realizing that while down sits at the heart of the delivery of digital content within an organization, the software itself is just one part. Organizational wide considerations must be made. And before you select a vendor, software vendor that is, which most people do, we believe that that's a mistake. And this is why we want to go through the six steps of Dan. Implementing Dan successfully involves people, processes, information, and systems. Not just buying and installing a piece of software and keeping your fingers crossed for the best. So hopefully you will join us over the next six weeks where we will go deep. And today we're just gonna look into an overview of what the six steps is. And I'd like to introduce our uh, our participants, our panelists. Uh, my name is Mark Davey. I am the founder of IQ Equity. I am also the founder of the Codepie Consultant. And I'd like to introduce my erstwhile friend, Fred. Yeah. Hello, Fred. Thank you, Mark. So we're very delighted to, uh, to join uh, the team also with great experts uh, on my side. But maybe you know, I spent a couple of times on customer side, more or less 20 years, dam manager, dam production manager, and more or less since uh, one year, um, take the lead of Activo Consulting to provide uh, agnostic consultancy for uh, customer brands, retailers, agencies, in order to make the right selection. And I think this is the right subject today. Thank you, Fred. Sean, would you like to introduce yourself? Certainly. Hi, everyone. Hope you're all staying safe in these strange times. Uh, my name's Sean Proctor. I joined IQ Equity just over a year ago, having defected from the client side, where for many years I worked hands-on with digital asset management, product information management, multi-channel publishing and web development, amongst other things. Uh, with IQ Equity, I'm now involved in DAM strategy and implementation, focusing mainly on proof of concept and sandbox builds. I'm also responsible for the develop, de development of our company websites and currently working on the new codified consultant data report offerings, which will be launching over the coming weeks. So some good stuff coming up. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Sean. Uh, James, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Hello, everybody. My name is James Rourke. I'm a data scientist and a DAM specialist. I've been working in DAM consultancy with IQ Equity for seven years. And I helped Mark to create the codified DAM consultant. And before that, I was involved in research and software evaluation. Thank you, James. All right, let's get started. So, brief history. Uh, my background, 20 odd years ago, I was working for an advertising marketing agency and we were looking to solve a problem and discovered DAM. Subsequently, I started looking for information and sharing information and blogging and ultimately I met thought leaders in the space 
and we decided to create the Dan Foundation, which is a not-for-profit think tank. Some years later, we, did, we developed the uh, Dan Maturity Model to help companies evaluate where they sit and how they can move the needle to from you know, ad hoc, incipient, all the way through to optimal and where IQ equity come in optimized. And uh, subsequently to that, some years later, we developed the first and only, I believe, uh, accreditation of DAM vendors called the 10 core characteristics. And ultimately, this is where we are today, where we've created the DAM consultant and taken the complexity down to six steps to DAM success. Sure. Uh, you need to unmute, Sean. Okay, sorry guys, I had a, I had a coughing spasm, so I put myself on, uh, on mute. <laughs> okay, uh, first, I'm just going to reiterate a point Mark made in the introduction, but it is very important. The key to constructing a digital strategy is realising that although Dan sits at the heart of digital content delivery, within an organization. The software itself is only one part and organization-wide considerations must be made. The six steps to Dan's success, which has been developed by IQ Equity, is based on our extensive industry knowledge, which has been gathered from over 20 years of combined experience uh, in the Dan sector between us all. Carefully following the six steps, makes it possible for you to better understand your business by focusing on what you need to help prepare the entire organization for ongoing improvements, which will set you on the road to full digital transformation. It's a solid framework that identifies your requirements against accredited DAM vendors, helping you construct and implement a successful DAM strategy. So the codified consultant this is an online subscription-based resource that gives our customers access to a, to, a, to a set of tools, documentation and data to help walk them through the six steps process. And the unique database behind all this, which is the most extensive that's available out there, covers every aspect of spe spe specialised damn specific information that you'll ever need. And just to add that in addition to the codified consultant six steps, we also provide bespoke data services, reports and analyses to personalize the digital transformation process to fit a customer's particular needs. We've consulted for businesses and organizations from a wide range of verticals and different sectors on all aspects of implementing a successful digital strategy. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Sean. Okay, so the first step for us is the preliminary. We want you to self-assess. You can come onto our website, we will give you a link, and this will enable you to fill out a form that looks at people, processes, informations, and systems. Basically, what you do is you import the data, and then we will fill out a report and map that against your capabilities. We see here technical expertise is ad hoc to incipient, and we also do considerations and textual elements about how you can actually move the needle across. And this is the first start. You do the self-assessment, 
and then we get deep into the gap analysis part, which I will hand over to James to talk through. Thank you, Mark. So during my time at IQ Equity, I've worked largely on the client side. And as I said, I've been involved in evaluating, comparing and contrasting dam vendors. What I've learned, one of the things I've learned is that um, a lot of issues are shared across the industry, regardless if, as if, um, if the specific details are different. And so there are ways that we can standardize the solution to these problems. And that's, that's kind of why we came up with the six steps. We condense down the process that we take as consultants when we're working with a client. <clears throat> so put very simply, we make a broad assessment of the company's current state. We then look at the resources they have available. We use this information to establish what they want from a dam system and build a requirements document. We help them to instigate change in the organization and prepare themselves for down through governance. This allows them to understand the um, specific roles and use cases of their end users in detail. And then once all this preparatory work has been carried out, we start to look for a software vendor that's suitable for their needs. So Mark's already touched on gap analysis. Now, gap analysis is where you look at a the business with a broad scope and identify strengths and weaknesses. Um, the dam maturity model is an example of gap analysis. And as Mark mentioned, covers people, information, processes, and systems. <clears throat> One of the subject areas that we cover in the dam maturity model is findability. And findability is a main driver behind dam acquisition people aren't able to find what they're looking for. We recently carried out some research on a multinational client we were working for and found that 42% of respondents take, took four to six attempts to find what they're looking for. And also that around 15% of people spend more than five hours searching for content in the average week. I mean, these figures broadly represent what we see across the industry. And while this kind of information may be obvious to some of you on the front line using DAM or similar technologies, it can be quite a shocking revelation to the C-suite and those making decisions on software acquisition. And it kind of highlights the importance of gap analysis. It's a, a tool to help you establish a business case. It's hard to argue against making changes when nearly half your workforce are wasting man hours searching and failing to find content. The ordering of the categories in the maturity model is deliberate. We think you should start with the people in your organization, then move on to information such as metadata and assets, then processes and then systems. As consultants, we would go into an organization and we would interview stakeholders. We would, um, we would carry out a resource audit and we'd establish the, the people, assets, metadata, storage sources, workflows involved across the business and talk to people about the pain points that they're having. <clears throat> it's nice to be able to talk face to face with stakeholders, but we know that that's not not as easy as it once was, um, but be aware that even a simple questionnaire can give you a wealth of information, which 
on analyzing can help you shape your damn strategy, uh, can help you to build RFPs and RFIs and can make the decision-making process much easier. So the research uh, highlighted by this graph is interesting and it shows the way that despite having many software systems at your disposal, the likelihood is that most people will be communicating and collaborating by email and telephone in the main. It also highlights an interesting point which we see frequently. The use of uh, platforms such as SharePoint are often uh, used as a makeshift dam. And what we found during this research was that people were sidestepping security and rights management protocols in the process because they found using SharePoint was much easier. They were, it, was, it was more familiar to them and it saved them time. And these are the kinds of things, the kinds of snippets of information that help that you must um, establish and strive towards for your dam project. To return to an early point, we can um, we can encourage clients. We always encourage clients to engage with end users. And you can have the best software in the world, but if people aren't using it, then it's not going to achieve what you want it to achieve. It's almost useless. Understanding the type, format, and volume of content being produced across the organization can be important in guiding requirements gathering and eventually in helping you decide which damn systems best suit your needs. I'll go over to you, Mark. Yeah, thank you very much, James. Yeah, as James says, by aggregating all the information, going to as many as your users or stakeholders as possible with gap analysis and resource audit helps you build a picture that enables you to put a business case, look at the return on investment, and indeed put a plan in place that helps users as it opposed to Dan. Fred, do you have anything to say to this? Yeah, I think it's uh, two important things. So uh, at the early beginning, we saw uh, this Dan maturity model, which is very important uh, as a foundation for uh, every uh, project alongside the digital transformation. Uh, I see so many people asking, do we have a standard? Do we have something? Do we have to believe uh, the, the last vendor who has the most money or anything like that? So how we can rely on something to be sure that we'll make a right selection? And then uh, we saw some great analytics. And uh, thanks really for this analysis alongside uh, customer requirements and etc. And this is exactly uh, the representation of what I see more or less every day. Uh, as a damn product owner by Michelin and some other customers, uh, it's a, I can tell you it's a, it's a rich job in order to make a customer understand that it just needs one place to gather all the assets of the organization and not, as I can see sometimes, uh, three, five, five, six damn. As James was saying, you, do, you can get the best software ever. You need to use it at one time. And it's true that today, uh, a recent survey from uh, Microsoft uh, just uh, share that by some organization you have more than 900 tools. We just saw us, for example, also last uh, month that uh, the chief market was unveiling this uh, this crazy map with 15% uh, more solutions. So uh, how, where I can start? So the reason why it's very important to get this done as really the foundation. And I can see also that, uh, especially for brands or e-retailers, they are using the dam really to aggregate all the assets 
to sending in the content within PIM up to the CMS. So it's today the dam is not simply as a single source of truth. Okay, and it's not also something very important. You just it's not because you just have thumbnails on the on the browser that it's a dam. It's much more uh, complex than that. So today the dam is a modern dam. It's it's something as we saw uh, based on the customer requirements means workflows. Uh, advanced capabilities to manage uh, the files and etc. Sorry, Fred, <laughs> I pushed it too soon. As you mentioned, requirements. So we take exactly the same process when we're looking at requirements. In fact, our system has over 350 requirements that takes the step from gap analysis, resource audit. You then start to see, okay, what are the tools? What are the systems? What are the problems? How do you get to integrate and take away the silo mentality? How do you build a use case from the requirements for all the different people within the organization, be it marketing, web content management, photographers, you name it, everybody in the organization is actually using content. And we recommend that the, uh, the form-based system, once you've identified your first adopters and your stakeholders, that you can really get down deep levels of requirements by asking you the questions about whether it's remote access, what tools or systems are they using? You've already understand the implications of the pain points and the hours spent. You can then start looking at uh, how you do the next part, which is gathering those requirements for a business case and then mapping them directly to vendors and vendor capabilities. So we're showing a piece of the requirements gathering data where we've asked the question about client branding and logos, whether dashboard customization is needed, what kind of languages are needed. And obviously some vendors do multiple languages and some only do a few. How important is that actual requirement and how well does the vendor suit that? And when we get into uh, the vendor analysis later, where we use the 10 core characteristics, we put a score against it. We go into other aspects of digital asset management. And then we're mapping all these requirements, the 350 or so directly to your use case based on your pain points and then the vendors that are fit for purpose. Fred. Yeah, that's that's really a great job. And, and especially alongside, uh, as James was saying, uh, uh, via RFPs, RFIs, etc. Are uh, it's uh, when you have to make a selection at one time, you don't have to believe PowerPoints and slides. So you have to engage uh, the vendors alongside the use case scenario, and especially for all these uh, requirements, uh, it's so much more important. And as for example, we have the example of the security. It's not only the security of your assets, digital rights management where you need to know um, the life cycle of your asset from the dam to the PIM to the CMS, as, as for example, uh, I do with, uh, with Michelin. It's very important to where are you going, your assets. But in the meantime, security is also uh, a very big question. Uh, we see uh, different types of, uh, of dam system today. I would say we have the old one and the new one. And sometimes just because it's funny, it's nice, you said maybe this is the right one. So, um, really take care because in fact, security is so much important, especially for brands. Uh, everybody tries to get information from one to each other. And as we said, 
uh, you have a lot of things regarding workflows integration and APIs and APIs can fail a couple of times. It just means it doesn't mean because you have an API, a nice UI that you have a right system. So security is really and I think it was something also from the Mulesoft survey really at the top of brands requirements today. Thank you, Fred. So let's get to the elephant in the room. One of the biggest reasons for dams failing is a lack of governance. People tend and organizations tend to go, yeah, yeah, we'll get to governance, but you know, we, we want to get a system. Well, you can't get a system unless you've already done the pre-work and by bringing in the think tank in your organization, the subject matter experts discussing their use and repurposing and transforming and distribution points of content and then wrapping it around a plan, bringing those people in and talking about the data model, taxonomy governance, controlled vocabularies, metadata standards, file naming conventions. Some of this stuff needs to be mandated. And in some cases, in order to mandate a mandate change, the organization needs to have people that can actually do that. So you have levels of people with the different expertise who understand the complexities or you explain the complexities or you explain the power of metadata. So governance is the guidebook for your dam system. It outlines administration, maintenance, support of the dam. You know, why is the change going to happen? What precisely are you proposing to do? How do you propose to make them? When will they happen? And how are you doing it now? And what are the changes? And during that aspect of gathering all this data, you start mapping the governance right from the beginning. You get buy-in from the management and you get it driven by management in terms of any mandate that could change your relationships with agencies, for instance, especially when you're looking at acquiring metadata. Because ultimately, dam systems and the good dam systems allow you to add keywords and strings very quickly. But what you want to get is the metacognition, the brain power metadata with the people within your organization. And as I say, this is just an overview. But as we go into the deep dive other series, we'll really flesh out these points, talk to our experts about the issues and the problems that ensue. So, Fred, would you like to talk use case scenarios? Yeah, for sure. This is my favorite uh, one because, um, as I'm saying at the beginning, in fact, uh, uh, when you have to uh, try to find the right solution for uh, the end customer, it's important to know how he is working. And uh, one of the benefits of use case scenario is, and you have uh, uh, a couple of them, uh, whoever you are, as for example, a brand manager, a packaging manager, it's not really the same. Uh, a brand manager is used to play with some, I would say, uh, standard files, JPEG files, things like that, where a packaging manager have to figure out with very complex PDF file, which is not really the same. We are talking from RGB to, uh, to spot colors and etc. And it's very important to, uh, to be able to find a way where you can put all together your customer and the journey alongside some milestones. So um, we are starting the day searching for uh, trying to retrieve some assets, to, trying to uh, start a project. And step by step, these use case scenarios are very important in order to uh, stumble the vendor and the solution. And uh, I see so many times that uh, vendors trying to do exactly the same. I can upload, I can search, I can download, but we don't care. 
what we need to do is can you do the job uh, uh, we have to uh, figure out uh, from now and uh, it's not all about downloading or browsing my asset with some uh, uh, basic files so these use case scenario are really the foundation for me uh, and every day I do it with the customers uh, to ready to, to stamp to find the right solution to stamp the vendors um, and that that's really great and I really encourage all the people ready to spend the time to start proof of concept based on this use case scenario uh, and maybe uh, you'll get some surprise maybe you you can discover that you have not the right solution but at the end you engage the customer and you get and you go to a success thank you Fred okay we get to the the nitty-gritty as I mentioned before 10 core is a standard possibly the only recognized standard in the digital asset management industry uh, back in 2004 discussions between leading professionals and the Dan Foundation led to the 10 core characteristics development and 10 core has gained traction over time and vendors are buying for it. In fact, we've now accredited 38 vendors across 22 variables within the 10 core dimensions. And I'll get to those in a minute. And we're actually having a 32% fail rate. That's companies that are saying they are damn vendors, but have actually failed and in some cases, multiple multiple times on the 10 core test. So what we do is we have a one hour blind test demo where we supply various assets with embedded metadata and transformation uh, probabilities coming out of it. And we produce a crib sheet. And in fact, the crib sheet will be available to attendees at the end of this. So they can look not only at how they would evaluate DAM vendors themselves, not just the uh, accredited vendors, but what are the aspects that we use for the accreditation? And all this data is then in the report. Uh, and we see that there's a report here for Adobe and Adobe then classified against the 22 variables. So, and here they are outlined. We have two vendors here. Vendor A scores nine for asset ingestion. Vendor B scores seven. Well, what does that mean? Well, within the crib sheet, we look at the difference between a seven and a nine. So let me read out the specification to you for asset ingest within the 10 core test. First of all, a score of six or seven means that the vendor has multiple methods to upload, including HTML, hot folders, Dropbox or similar, and numerous options to add metadata, including in bulk. Applying metadata at ingest can be enforced, ensuring assets are properly marked up. Utilizing fire translation acceleration technology, Signiant and Aspera, is it out of the box? Do you have to pay for it? All these things are, are covered within the 10 core test. And then ultimately, deduplication technology. Do they have it? How well do they do it? Well, in this case, we have a vendor that's also scored a nine for asset ingestion. So what does that mean? Well, over and above what a score of seven is, the eight, nine score is a seamless multi-channel upload to the dam. Complex upload workflows, including individualized workflows based on asset type, and the ability to push and pull from multiple integrated software. And we look at the complexity, it must be accompanied by ease of use. 
Sadly, no vendors score 10, which is machine to machine upload, cybernetics, telepathy, and serendipity, but I'm sure we'll get there in a few years. But just to note, we have a base value at Asset Ingest called a zero, which means there's no bulk upload and there's only a single method of uploading assets to DAM. Any score within our 10 core characteristics is a zero, then vendor will fail. And we will build a report for the vendors and feedback to them with the crib sheet so they understand exactly what they score, the scores are signed off, and everybody knows exactly where they are. So, Fred, do you want to talk through this particular set of uh, five vendors against the 10 core characteristics? Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's it's definitely a nice work, uh, uh, easy representation of, in finally, uh, of a scope of a, of a vendor. Uh, and as you said, and which is very important, uh, you have to be good everywhere. Uh, for most of customers, they need a damn system able to, capable to do everything. So you you have to be able to ingest. As for example, I see so many times uh, vendors failing with ingest. Uh, you have to manage raw files and say, why? Well, uh, what do, do, do we have to manage raw files? Yeah, it's very important, especially for fashion, as for example. And so with this particular view which is very important you can really see in a quick uh in a quick seconds that uh the how wide finally the scope of a vendor is uh from uh the ingest from the search from the light box and i really like this representation because in uh you can really see of course as soon as bigger you can get a solution which has wider capabilities to or uh, to do almost everything you can also see you don't have to be uh, too much link inside the, inside the center, otherwise it means you have zero. Uh, so it's an easy way uh, alongside these all 10 core capabilities to measure um, the efficiency of the system. Of course, thank you, Fred. Of course, no one is going to just buy a dam system based on the 10 core characteristics, even though they understand the strategy that because basically we want to extend what dam can do. You know, DAM is the de facto metadata engine, which has the nice touchy-feely of humans interacting with content, rich data. But obviously in the world of the enterprise, you want to extend the DAM. So we also evaluate vendors on intangibles like influence, uniqueness, cloud property, customer support, value for money, look and feel, et cetera. And then the final point within our reports on our analysis and all the technical specifications we have you want to look at future state. How can you move from operational to optimal and to optimize? And this is a good uh, set of analysis here where we see four vendors. And obviously master data management is a, is a huge play for the enterprise now. But we're seeing damn vendors are still scoring quite low in here. But obviously once you start getting into things like PIM and portals and uh, third party workflow tools and things like this, the extension of dam becomes prominent so we'll see where we're getting low on time so just to overemphasize uh, the next webinar is going to be a deep dive on gap analysis and resource audit where we're going to show all our data points uh, the one after that will be on requirements gathering where we'll go into the database show the kind of analysis that we're gathering and uh, the pain points and how you optimize those 
spending a lot of time on governance, talking about governance and the team, use case scenarios, and then finally opening the kimono and showing the vendor data as the de facto play for the end of this. So we look forward to seeing you hopefully on the 9th of June, where we were going for gap analysis and resource audits. Gentlemen, is there anything else you'd like to add? I enjoy just studying. <laughs> Uh, just on time. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, for sure. No, I think it's a, uh, and uh, I'm also very delighted to uh, to share all the the community to uh, uh, this this thing that are really the foundation. It's very important to start from uh, something, and so uh, from the dam maturity model to the six step to the dam success, uh, uh, it's very important also to think about the people about the processes. Uh, I'm used to say that, uh, and it's coming from a, a CEO of Michelin, with uh, is right. 95% uh, of the success is all about the people and processes, and 5% is about the technology. But you need to get at one time also the good piece of technology in order to achieve all these business requirements. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, everybody, for attending. Uh, wish you a good day. and. Uh, See you next time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Cheers. 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 Bye.